Welcome, weary travelers. <laughs> I... <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Today? Today. Dungeon Master. What? Yes. Uh, Can I roll to go in the hole? (laughs) Not yet. Get to it. (laughs) Make sure you brought the right kind of Mountain Dew. And listen as I introduce our five special beasts. Dramatic pause. Oh, Directly from the Monster Manual. Of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. First, I hope I'm the body your dad. We have Gelatinous Cube, Alex. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I, I just uh, finished up some D and D myself. Uh, dinner and dessert. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real tabletop gamer. That's right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And we have the suggestor of this fine topic, Owlbear Seb. Oh no, um, where I come from, we call them Brinkins. Okay, that sounds like fine. a slur. I think Alabar is a much sillier <laughs> name, which is why I like Nick, it. Nick, the way you said suggestor sounded like it was a D&D monster. Ah, uh, suggestor. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, eight the persuasive hell. brother of Skeletor. He's <laughs> <laughs> very sexy. The opinionated brother of Skeletor. <laughs> the devil's advocate so brother of Suggestinator <laughs> Suggestinator We have a special guest returning after a brief absence George, the intellect devourer It's because what I say melts your brain because it's really dumb most of the time You will lose IQ listening to me in my bad opinions. Lovely. Love yeah. it. We have George back. We had to. Uh, we didn't have to drag him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I like that. Dungeons and, and for when, for when having your intellect devoured isn't enough, we have the mind flare, Cam. Oh, that's right. Uh, I, I I'm gonna ape Alex's bit and I uh, broke quarantine. Had a little D and D myself. A little dick and ditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So okay, don't that's, that's don't cancel Cam for that. Right? He's referring to when you bury a hole in the ground and bang the hole. He's, don't yeah. worry. No, I didn't kill her. <laughs> no, 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 no. He he used a flashlight and then discarded it in the. Yeah. No, the flashlight was the dirt in the ground. That's actually a much more pathetic. <laughs> but I I drove to pick up the flashlight. That's what broke quarantine. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of uh, I, with mind flare on the mind. I'm thinking of like a. Uh, what like Stranger Vegas, Things? A Vegas casino oh. pulled right from the Monsters Manual, where you have the Mind Flayers Club. Ooh. You get your, your points, you get your card. Uh, Yo, right. there's a bar I'm over here called the Players Club, and one of my friends was like, "Oh, come on, we got to go in." And I was like, "Man, this is 100 percent a strip club." Because <laughs> it was wow, like in the yeah. basement. I was like, "Oh no!" And we get oh, down. Question. Actually, a ton of ton of arcade games. So it was pretty nice. Mm. What? Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was still a strip would be your host. Yeah, it was also still a strip club. For this session of our show. Okay, never mind. 
the most terrifying monster in the manual of all. Ooze. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Very Do you have some sort of secret? He's level question mark. No, uh, would you would you like to? I did. I was when I was going through the monster manual stuff to find uh, names for everyone. It made me laugh that there is a page just for ooze, and the picture look. It, the picture just looks like somebody spilled glue. It's it's. I very... want to know what the secret of the ooze is. You want to know what the secret of the ooze is? The secret of the ooze is that vanilla ice is in it. Uh, <laughs> so I hope you're. I hope you are okay. Um, but yes, this them. is our Dungeons and Dragons episode, and as I said last week, it is the only thing we can do that is more played out than talking about Star Wars on a podcast is talking about D and D on a podcast, or breaking but down every episode sh- of something, <laughs> or breaking down every episode of something. That's different because you can do it for any show, you know. Yeah. Like eventually they'll get to, uh, uh, oh, here's my episode by episode breakdown of fucking like Jimmy Neutron or whatever. Oh. And, like that's still. <laughs> is there a, is still, there a podcast so, curse enough we to never do that? Get to that. I really hope so. God, it looks it does not look good. Imagine, oh man! All right, I'm, I'm looking to get myself invited on that show just to try and yell at the very concept of it. If we get our We're Patreon power high hour. enough, I'm starting a Jimmy Neutron podcast. <laughs> I will guest on it, and that is all I will do. Um. Anyway, uh, the uh, I wanted to talk. Uh, Seb, this is your episode, but yes. I, I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of Dungeons and Dragons and how it has affected basically culture as we know it. Like, it's, like, kind of shifted... It, me, the arc of history is long, and it trends towards Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. you know? Like, it just... All, eventually, all culture just kind of, like, goes in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. It all which comes then, to does. playing pretend with a pen and a piece of paper. Which <laughs> right. later leads to the Iraq War. But yes, we'll, right. we'll get into that back to that. We might not have time to get to that. Well, we're going to connect this back to 9-11 somehow. Uh, yikes. Oh, my God. It's been a while since... since George, your I energy is bringing, bringing it back. Bolt, right. So, uh, since this podcast is about Dungeons & Dragons, does that make us the Wizards of the Coast? We're the wizards with the most this week. Yeah, I'm wizards the grand wizard. Um, Wait a second. Wait, no, I'm not. No. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the red cardinal. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh. George, <laughs> like, no. Cancel his ass. All right. Uh, <laughs> Please, so, Nick. Bring so, this so in. Yeah, bring this in a little. Uh, was a ta- was a tabletop role playing game. Uh, everyone base. What? It's weird to think now that everyone basically has some kind of familiarity with it. I feel like. Even 10, 15 years ago, it was still not like uh, obscure necessarily, but the kind of thing that you had to know somebody that was into it. Whereas now it's like, I think enough people who have played D&D or some tabletop game have like made TV shows or movies or whatever that like it's just getting included in things. And the the whole multi-million dollar uh, Stranger Things shit is probably uh, helped that as well. Yeah, and also... um... Like, a lot of YouTube and Twitch personalities have been playing live games or, or uploading oh, yeah. VODs of games. And if you... Like, um, of course, I, I actually put this selling... in the title of our podcast channel. I uh, said, don't make a reference, but Critical Role has been a big thing lately. Mm. Mm. So, um, one of the things that... Um... Yeah, it's, it's actually getting really weird just how prevalent it is in culture to the point where, like, Harmon Quest. To Harman the point Quest where, is a show where we're complaining about there an- being too many D&D podcasts. Yeah, 
Can you imagine that <laughs> shit? So like, many. actually, there there are it's two insane. in particular that I really... There are two tabletop role-playing podcasts that are in particular that I really like, and I usually can't stand that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's like, almost as many uh, D&D now, podcasts are, as there are true crime podcasts. Yeah, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't I think actually that the, ever the, listened to one of these, but do they play I it? Or do they recap their yes. session? I don't listen they, to them. They, they play, play it. it. Um, and the okay. thing is, you have to get people who are naturally funny to do it. Um, Otherwise, it just kind of sucks. Weird. Which is funny tough because, like, creator. usually those are people who don't play D&D. They're out there <laughs> doing <laughs> other things. Well, Because uh, they're not nerds. artist that Cam turned me on to, uh, Branson Reese, he has That's a really, right. really great uh, D&D podcast called Rude Tales of Magic that I would highly recommend. Also, spoiler guys, um, I actually really liked D&D. This is my first time. <laughs> yeah, George <laughs> like, is wrong a little bit. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, this is, this was, a this is something that I, I've had a little bit of experience with. Uh, Cam and I knew someone in high school who, uh, lent me her source books, and that was how I was able to get into it. I drafted up a bunch of campaigns that never got played. Oh, uh, we, for, we, uh, played played a little bit <laughs> yeah we? yeah well yeah we did like um, two days worth or so yeah we played a couple of sessions but uh it, i i drafted up stuff that we were never going to be able to play because i like had all this stuff like i had this idea where i wanted people to like pick a monster race and i was going to like craft their abilities around that like to kind of house rule a bunch of stuff because to me that was always the coolest part of it and that's something that i think endures with a lot of like creative types who are making tv shows and movies and all that stuff is like uh, you know, you get all the, the stuff about, like, oh, the kids, they be on that phone. They don't have imagination anymore, right? <laughs> so the idea of, like, oh, just create this character out of whole cloth. Here's a here's a worksheet, and what I want you to do is uh, make up a make up a weird dwarf and have him carry 100,000 feet of rope. Like, that's, and that'll be, you know, that's you an original idea. You can never idea. have too much rope. You can never have too much rope. You, who knows we'll when you get in that later. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's the, I, it's still a way for people to like play in a way that uses their imagination it's fun it has a little bit of structure but it will endure if as that you know well, even if the game is not the, called dungeons and dragons the way that i filter this like kind of experience in my mind is that in and i come from a, a position of like very little previous knowledge or interest in this kind of thing mm -hmm. um but the way that i always kind of uh rationalized it what it was that like it's a way to gamify like uh, hitting each other with sticks in the in, in the backyard and being like, well, my power is more powerful than yours. It's a way to right. add yeah. rules around like, no, I cast this. Uh, no, I cast double that. Like that kind of. There's like, the famous. Yeah. There's the famous uh, viral video uh, of the guy running around yelling "magic missile" yeah. and shooting bottle bottle rockets off at somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still a great video to this day. Like, yeah. the, and I don't think that guy is even worth making fun of. I think he's having a great time. Oh yeah, it's just funny to look at from the outside. All right, and let's stop ragging on the guy who plays lightsabers with his fucking mop. That's good. He's good. Or the broom. What, that classic viral video. Oh, so yes, we, maybe we could transition to like reasons because Alex and I. Alex was just saying how he was somebody that wasn't. He was kind of averse to like something like this. Yeah, I this, was as it, well. It definitely, it's a similar thing from an outsider it's perspective. Yeah. I can see how this would get closer to the kind of undesirable nerd we are talking about. And uh, yeah. we yeah, have I, just been talking about a fandom which we aren't in and don't understand. That That's also, true. You know, we're, yeah, it's the same kind of thing, I think. Yeah. 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 You know, but I, what I think of when I think of something like this is that uh, D&D requires a lot of effort. 
and like that. It also requires uh, you to have friends mm-hmm. and right. social skills. Right. Or a club um, that you they can't. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or someone that tolerates like, you enough to not ask you to leave. There's also out, I'm sure uh, that there's Casey people Green's that are like anime club there's plenty of people. I'm Nick. Nick goes to locals. Plenty of people play games, and you would think they'd have to be social, but there's a lot of <laughs> lack of social <laughs> skills involved in like, or a lot of people who lack social skills go to these things. But it's good because they're building social oh, yeah. skills. Um, but usually for D and D though, you're right. It is like a group of people who already know each other. Um, who chosen like, to be together? Exactly. But um, I was just and gonna that's... bounce off of Alex saying how he was kind of averse to stuff like this. I was too because growing up, I didn't really like fantasy stuff. Like my mom well, is yeah, a fantasy we'll, we'll nerd, but I, my I, mom. I big agree there. <laughs> yeah, I was. A, I, I don't yeah, know if it's. I'm the same way. I don't know what it was, but I was always like a sci-fi kid. That was all. Only thing I really oh, cared it's about. It's better. It's cooler. Yeah. To quote, I think it's cooler. Matt Apodaca, <laughs> future is better than old. But my <laughs> yeah. my mom was the one that was like, "Oh, you got to watch. You have to watch Lord of the Rings. Oh, we have to watch Xena. Oh, she was the fantasy person." And my really, which, yeah, my mom likes fantasy stuff huh. a lot. And then my dad, though, I don't know. What, maybe it's just because I'm like more similar to my dad. He's like. Hey, do you want to see the alien blow this guy's arm off? And I'm like, or the predator rather. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, so uh, it's so much cooler than watching somebody with a sword swing. I don't know. So you're not like, the yeah. sci-fi fantasy household. You're the sci-fi versus fantasy household. Yeah, kind of. Like, like, like I'm not versus predator. I'm not against. One of them is old. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against like fantasy stuff. I just like. It was weird because yeah. I thought it was nerdier because of how cool I thought sci-fi stuff was. Even oh, though so, I did draw the line though, because I was like Star Trek. That's for fucking nerds. That's I, that's. Oh, where, you weren't here for our Star hell? Trek episode. <laughs> no, I. That was the one oh. thing that my dad pushed on me that didn't work. I watched like one episode and I was like, I was just too young. I think I was like, yeah. I don't George, know, Dad. Half the episodes are bad. You have to watch more than one episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a literal uh, coin toss. But, okay, it's so, a coin so, toss, so, dude. Um, to get back to the oh, fantasy influence D&D, D&D has D&D. had. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that was our first the, segment, yeah, the, wasn't it? The, oh, yeah. The cool, I did kind of want to get back to that. I was just waiting for this to peter Yeah, Nick, shut up. Um, <laughs> so the, the, um, the cool thing about that is that oh, I want a burrito D&D is a system basically and they've got like a built-in like world but you don't have to use that you could just use the system and put it in sci-fi and people have done that people have put it in like now there's um what is it uh not starbound that's a video game there's star or something or other anyway there, there's like a bunch of like Try. different um fit or sci-fi things Sweet. there's shadow run which is like a mix um there's like there's, all um, sorts of Call stuff. Of, there's a Call of Cthulhu, which is horror. Yeah, yeah, my buddy does really, one of those. I really like those kind of games. I think that, that yeah. would make for a fun Halloween episode if we. Now that's if we, one if call. We, if we I'll be another Halloween yeah. ideas. <laughs> yeah, so D and D has there's like, mutants and masterminds, which is all superhero yeah. stuff. There's um, yeah. there's all kinds of tabletop games that take influence from Dungeons and Dragons, and basically. Dungeons and Dragons gave people a flame a framework to start thinking about mm-hmm. other kinds of ways to do tabletop. Did yeah, we talk yeah, about cyberpunk? Everyone Did you guys mention their, that? Their corner and uh, <laughs> made their own game out of it. Yeah. Did it, you guys mention cyberpunk games? And um, Alex, when you I know I I'm pretty sure you were joking, um, but you were like, why wouldn't I just want my character to have all the stats? And I was oh, about yeah. to be like. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I was, I just pulled all the sliders up because it didn't tell me I couldn't. Oh. Um, right, there should be something. <laughs> but uh, I, I was about to be like, 
you you're the Fallout guy. Like you know you can't make a yeah, but the game tells me I can't. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't anyway, have to pretend. Yeah, but you but if you right, had yes. the, the player anyway, guide, the yes. handbook, you'd yes. know there are there are rules, stats. but the 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 uh, um, character sheet said uh, it did not yell at me. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, it's it's influenced video games. Um, most often, you see that the um, RPGs will have your stats, and you can level up your stats and all that kind of thing, or you can choose your class. Yeah, like that. Ha- having that's, stats and leveling up is from D D, right like yes right. in a certain it starts extent, there. yeah it starts here it starts there and then um diff- two different uh yeah. sort of two different parts of the world take influence from that to make video games um you see it first in japan in dragon yes. quest they I mean, took the bad other games parts. but dragon quest is <laughs> in america we took the like, good yeah. parts <laughs> right oh boy yeah because fallout doesn't have that well, yeah, I mean, like, just in a general sense. Bloodborne uh, doesn't right. have that either. Japan took a lot of the, like, the leveling and the monster encounters. The numbers type stuff. stuff. Numbers and leveling and, and monster encounters and, like, squares you move on a grid. Mm-hmm. And um, it's to the West, it's like, well, the important part of D&D is making your character. And, well, uh, it's so right. It's that you creative. get to choose what color hair your the elf The squares has. you move Not on really. a grid, I feel important. like, is more of. Um, so D&D actually came out of classic wargaming, um, which. Includes no, even like chess, um, and so it really comes out of that. I'm going to say but... Japan kind of sounds like they came out the jocks of this, though. They were like, "Yeah, we care about the <laughs> fighting part of D and D." I don't know. I don't know. Have well, you America. Oh, we just want to talk it out, bud. Oh yeah, give me three steps. Uh, you know. <laughs> no, the talking no, but... part's cool though. So. Not yeah. that we did that, but. <laughs> yeah, or, or then also, um, there, there's so many parts of video games that have been influenced, like. By this like um they've started um well this has been in video games for a long time but you know how they're all like oh your dialogue affects what you can do and blah da da well that happens in D D, where you have to try to convince like i don't know like george you were trying to convince like dara to um reward oh. you. I said more. I was going to. Oh, <laughs> reward. Yeah. Listen here. Or you'll have an alignment or, or pick a side or something like that. Yeah. Um, right. But there's, um, and there's as so, games so, so advanced more and more, they started to take more more of the conversational mechanics from D&D. Mm. And there's always stuff that people will do in their games that aren't necessarily in the books, which is, that's where you can't, like, to, to anyone who would say, well, if uh, if all the D&D stuff is in video games, why would I just not play a video game? Oh, we'll it's get to it. That, because, that might be my takeaway. <laughs> yeah, you can't do, like, a, a video game can only do a dialogue tree, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. you're negotiating with the other players and your DM right. who are humans with When friends. you're rolling yeah. to seduce the elf at, at home with your friends, you can say whatever you want. In the game, you only have three dialogue options, and you mm-hmm. might pick the wrong one. But if you make right. a convincing argument, you can tell the DM, I seduced this elf. She wants to bone me now. And then, and then if you of don't course, pass the yeah. role, then uh, you're fucked. Yeah, right. Right. If you, if you, you uh, repeat the monologue from Romeo and Juliet, but then you roll a one, you're not going to seduce the elf. Yeah. That would suck if somebody rolled a one twice yeah. in a row. <laughs> okay. Nope. No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> oh, rolling. Rolling in loot. That, that too. Yeah. Like, when you're rolling for loot or when you're just looting anything. Um, yeah, things being random. That's another D&D. Blame D&D. Mm-hmm. Oh, Blame D&D there's a, there's a, what's it called? It just reminded me of uh, Borderlands. They had a DLC uh, that was just based off D&D. 
I forgot what it was called, but it was oh, uh, cool. Tiny Tina uh, doing. It was apparently it was a pretty cool DLC. I think it was Borderlands Two. Uh, she's doing like a D and D game with all like the people at the end of Borderlands Two, and you find out towards the end it's like kind of her way of working through the death of Roland. Um, yeah, which is sweet um, and cool. But well, community also had a really good Dungeons and Dragons yeah, episode. While it's in the uh, while we're talking about references and stuff, um, two of my favorites, uh, one of which which relates to a previous episode, um, Team Fortress Two has a very funny Halloween parody comic where the uh, the characters all get together and play D and D. Oh, that sounds funny. great. Gargoyles and oh. gravel. If you want to look it up, it's very funny. It's like <laughs> ten pages or something. But I was the, say, one yeah, of the yeah, the soldier insists on doing the dumbest shit. All the time, and I think Pauline or um, uh, fucking uh, Miss Pauling is the DM, and she's really upset at him. It's very good. <laughs> um, and the... then one, one more thing, George. I'm sorry. No, um, no worries, no worries. In uh, in Arcane Arcane's uh, re- most recent game, Prey, uh, you can collect. Uh, the whole game is about exploring the spaceship that's everybody's been killed on. But some of the audio logs, and you can collect uh, the guys on the ship's uh, character sheets and like D and D game, and you can kind of oh, listen wow. to the audio logs or they record That's their funny. game. It's very funny. They all That's talk good. in character. It's very funny. But yeah. Yeah, that is really cute. Weird. I was just gonna show. say, one of the uh, well, just how like D and D's kind of like infiltrated all forms of media. Like there's even people make little skits about D and D or skits that are just a D and D game. Like in um, was it Keen Peel with the uh, they had the the D and D game where Keegan Michael Key is that his name Keegan Michael Key mm-hmm. yeah like I think that. so yeah he's yeah. like the DM and then Jordan Peele is uh, his cousin who's like from the hood or whatever and uh, he doesn't know how to play D and D but he's just like yeah I want to be a giant and then he's like <laughs> like you can't you can't really be a giant that's like an enemy class he's like nah I'm a giant Kanye Kanye the giant is I don't know it's funny. <laughs> and it also like it shows how like how kind of fun it is to throw your own spin on like D&D and obviously like yes. the whole point yeah. of that was just to make people laugh but it, it sounded like a fun it sounded yeah. very fun to like imagine just keep imagining um doing whatever you want in this imaginary world because they yeah. fucking don't they they rob the they rob the bar and like kill the bar oh no they pistol whip the bartender there's no pistols in, in, in <laughs> but like yeah. it's i don't know it was funny uh there's an yeah. escalate oh. in it but i was gonna say oh, also like one yeah. of the biggest video game releases of uh this year upcoming i believe is um fucking cyberpunk cyberpunk was 2077 yeah i almost said yep, 2069 because of how long my name was or how long my name was Cyberhunk2069 in Discord. But, so yeah, right. Cyberpunk2077, which I think is based on, what is it? There was the first one, which was like Cyberpunk 20-something. Uh, 2007? It doesn't matter. No, it, like, it, yeah. it was like uh, there's, but, um, 2000 or it was, yeah. I think there's two, there's two tabletop Cyberpunk ones. Cyberpunk is based off of a tabletop game. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's based called on Cyberpunk, tabletop games. So. But is it, it's based on novels first? Oh, I think maybe. Um, oh, I know there's also the White Wolf series of tabletop games that eventually produced uh, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, yes. which, which I is think another they video have their game. own game too. Are they rolled that idea right, back into a game? That one had the complete yeah, Ouroboros yeah. because yeah. Uh, they made a video game based on the tabletop games, and then somebody was like, "Wow, I sure did love that video game. Let me make a tabletop <laughs> game based on that." Yeah, it's all it's all Ouroboros. Honestly, like some of these like tabletop game mechanics bleeding into uh, real games and stuff like that. I I'm kind of a fan. Cyberpunk, uh, 
I'm like somebody that's well, I know everyone like a lot of people are well, just really excited. Yeah, for I it. think this it generally it's it it's it hits my my comfort zone and my interest a little bit more to yeah, have same. some of the things that would that a DM would to do uh, gamified in a way that is a little faster and uh, mm. you know. Um, Alex, yeah. while you're talking about this, Disco Elysium is very tabletop. No, yeah, of course. Oh yeah, like, all those like, CRPGs, super duper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it really kind of goes. It goes. Um, well, first it goes wargaming, Tolkien, D and D, and then it goes um, muds, which we've done on the show. Um, are cool. Yeah. And typical RPGs, CRPGs, MMOs. Eventually, we'll do yeah, the like whole transition. Sub will have us do every part, every piece of that trial. That we've done We're quite honestly, a lot. We have a lot of the we've connection done quite there. A lot of that. If somebody, if somebody has the Next balls to do a chess. Lord of the Rings episode, then we're gonna be like most of the way there. Yeah. Let's do um, uh, Fantasy Star Online too. Let's do that. Let's so, do that. funnily enough, um, like that no. that connection, the token connection, <laughs> like. Uh, you know, I, Maple Story. I don't. I'm not quite up on my uh, Tolkien history, I like but I don't know story. if he was the first guy to ever put an elf in a book. But uh, he was. He no, was the one who. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> he invented far. elves. So like, but the way he portrays elves and dwarves and orcs and halflings and all that shit. It's the like, way all, everyone's been all, doing them ever since. Mm-hmm. Right to the point where the it's uh, very played out. D and D actually got in trouble <laughs> with uh, Tolkien's estate. Yeah. Uh, in its first edition. Um, they're like, okay, we have to change, because they had a race that was just called Hobbit, and Tolkien's estate is like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> stop that. <laughs> so now they're halflings. Uh, so, yeah, so right, um, they're halflings now. They're not hobbits, yeah. and they're not. Uh, it's they're not, not the ends, Shire. It's treants. the Shore. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> Whereas, that but the, the, um, but the point of D and D wasn't necessarily the stuff that was just the specific Dungeons and Dragons world that has our Dungeons and Dragons rules. It was the fact that it gave you kind of like a basic frame to do things around so it's like okay well i could have my players meet the elves and meet the dwarves and solve a conflict between them or i could have uh demons invade the entire world and you have to deal with the demons and uh you collect a magic sword but the magic sword doesn't work and so you have to eat all the pieces of the magic sword so that you become the next magic sword or whatever. Like, you can do whatever <laughs> if you, you can just the do the magic sword you become the magic sword Right. The the the, goal, the end goal of the game could be to solve the political turmoil within the kingdom, or it could be to kill the wizard who has made himself too large to be contained. Like that's <laughs> then you, you have could to do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> that's just how, that's the rules. You can't get around that actually. Right. You, right. You know what's funny when you you're talking about uh, them having trouble with uh, Tolkien's estate is WoW takes like pretty much almost plagiarizes quite a few things. Well, WoW gets away with that because it's been happening for so long. Like, if WoW came first, if World of Warcraft came first, everyone would have problems with it. And not to say that everyone doesn't have problems with it now, but, like, uh, it just takes things that are, at this point, established in the fantasy canon. Like, when you see an elf, you expect them to act a certain way. If you play Dresden long enough, it becomes your work. Um, when elves showed up in the Witcher novels, I'm like, okay, I have an idea of what elves are like. I understand what's going to happen here. And he subverted that, but he was only able to subvert it because I have an idea in my head of what an elf does, yeah. you know? Yeah. Of what an elf does, of what a fairy does, of what a dwarf does. And because those things become commonplace, it's easier to like play around with it almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is not even getting yes. into the discourse that happened a couple weeks ago where... Uh, Somebody went on a huge tangent about whether or not orcs were racist, which I found very fun. Mm, why they are? That was, 
<laughs> yeah, they are. Could be. Right? Yeah. That doesn't seem like we need to argue about I like that the, the right. Warhammer or- orcs, though, all have, like, Cockney accents, and I like that. Yeah, it's racist. Call it's the it orcs, people. If they're no, 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 no. Only, co- only people from, from Cockney. Only Cockney people. Cockney. Is that a place? Um, no. No? I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to assume. Oh, Nick's accent. gone. We can't end the segment. <laughs> Oh no, he's back. Nick, take this out, please. <clears throat> well, that was definitely a, a summation of D and D. It was a loose summation of the D and D guys' history and influences. I'm, I'm sorry, and we. I, I have some bad news. What's, What's that? You can't go to the second segment until you roll a twenty. <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> All right. I put my Wait, I'll roll one now. Let me just see what I get. Oh. A twenty. Oh, all right. Cool. When we return, we'll be exploring the mystical dungeon of the dragon. Pens and papers. <laughs> the dragon's dungeon. <laughs> Two. Oh, I God. would really it's like to run 20. a campaign that was just a dragon in a dungeon, and he's pissed because he wants to be out. <laughs> <laughs> dragon uh. in dungeon. Just yeah, get the room. dragon out of the dungeon. That's dragon the challenge of this, uh, this campaign. An imaginary escape wanna... room, that sounds. become popular with children anywhere from grammar school on up. Not so with a lot of adults who think it's been connected to a number of suicides and murders. The idea of the game, which is played by highly imaginative and intelligent kids, is to assume the role of one of the characters. One game can go on for weeks or even months. The problem seems to be that some kids take it more seriously than others, take it a step further, playing a character who brings them the power in a game they couldn't possibly get in real life. About two months ago, a green eyeball was seen up in the sky. This eyeball was so big, it blotted out the sun, okay? These young people are playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's an enormously complicated game in which each player chooses an imaginary character he'll assume. There are dwarfs, knights, and thieves, gods and devils, magic and spells. It's a journey into a land of fantasy through complicated mazes where you use your wits to kill your enemies before they kill you, all in a quest for wealth and power. The dungeon master orchestrates and referees the game, creating scenarios both complicated and terrifying. There is no board, only the dice. I've never seen dice like these. All different sides. Six-sided. What's the, what's the point in that? What's the... They're for uh, different things. The four-sided is used mainly for damage from a dagger and dart and magic users hit points. Hit points is the damage that you can take before you die. There are those who are fearful that the game in the hands of vulnerable kids could do harm. And there is evidence that seems to support that view. Podcast fields, 
You are ambushed by four goblins. <laughs> what say you? Roll for initiative. Podcast. Oh, I got a 20 again. <laughs> 19! Wait, you got a 20? So, no, you don't so have set. any dice. What? Are you what? About? <laughs> You're saying I have no dice? You No dice. Yeah, no dice, Cam. You say, Cam, no dice? No dice. It's not going to fly anymore. Close, no but dice. no cigar. Go fish. So, uh, Seb, this was your episode. Hold this me. was on Dungeons & Dragons, and you had us all play remotely... Uh, can you tell us a little bit about why you chose this? Um, so I think in another episode or at some point, um, you had even mentioned, like, doing D&D for a thing, um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe at some point, and then I found, um, and I, it's just a fun thing, like, I love doing that doing it with my friends like it doesn't matter and, and you've you've done it remotely in the past correct? oh yeah most of my sessions have been remotely um but uh it's just such a fun thing and it doesn't matter who you have together what group uh, it doesn't matter if you've got the serious group or the stupid group or like the super one who wants to kick a thousand stupid mostly stupid but what i'm saying is like, I mean, and, and I'm saying that in terms of, like, how seriously you take the game. Like, <clears throat> you guys, a lot of the time, went kind of stupid. Um, mostly I on was... Alex's end. Wow, I, um, but <laughs> I was Alex, a tactical no, let me, let me, guy. Alex, you made it very enjoyable, actually, even though I, okay. um, at the beginning I, I was like, you're going to make this hell for me as a DM. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I remember, I, real quick, I must interrupt. I remember Seb saying, not... Let me make a drink. She said, I have to get, I need a drink. That's what she said. <laughs> I, I was like, hold on, I need a drink, a drink. Because I'm going to need it to deal with you. No, guys. no, no. It wasn't let me get one. It was, I need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> it was essential. I need a drink I loved to deal it, with you. And guys. I, I agreed with it. But go on. Yeah, because Alex was already trying, like, I'm trying to introduce the campaign and the main quests, and Alex is just like, can I go in the hole yet? Yeah, I, what do I have to roll to go in the hole? And yeah. I'm just like, oh my god. I mean, when we, oh when we break god. down the story, I have some things I wanted to do that might have yeah, been outside but, um, of your plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I knew it would be fun, like, no matter what we did, and I, I felt like... Um, it's a good quarantine activity because Roll20 exists. Um, now, what's that, Seth? Yeah, that thing ruled. Roll20 is an online um, tabletop RPG playing website. So you can basically just set up your campaign on there. And it seems like it, it makes it really, really easy just to play. Um, but because, and, and because of all that, because Roll20 exists, and because um, Wizards of the Coast was putting out, and I, I think because of the qu the uh, quarantine, they're putting out very short little campaigns that you can play with anybody as like a um, like a intro level thing up through like the higher levels. Um, they're putting them out for free, and I was like, oh, why don't I just try one of these scenarios with these guys for podcasts? Um, and I could even be a first time DM because this is ar already existing. Um, for me to take them through. So it was just a really opportune time to do it. Um, it helps a lot. Yeah. That website was really good. Oh, it was really good. Um, initially, I wanted to play uh, Tabletop Sim because I felt like we could get more of our bullshit um, going that yeah, way. Yeah, we could put because... the, the ranch bottles on the table. 
the, the runch, yeah, yeah, and we could order the pizza. <laughs> so Tabletop Sim has oh, all God. these stupid mods. Um, yeah, yes, I'm oh, sorry. But, For our listeners, that's a way inside joke. But um, yeah. right. we're Tabletop looking at Sim the... is a sandbox game where you just set up your board game like you would in real life. Yes. And then we're looking um, at all the mods the for table. it, and they have yeah. some really weird meme stuff, but one of them just covered the table in off-brand Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was it was like that's good. That's, that's kind of important. I feel like yeah. Uh, yeah. it's it's the uh, it's the spiritual successor to the to the Mayo partnership for Skate Three. Yes, <laughs> Miracle um, Web. Absolutely. That's yeah. not Mayo. As long as um, right. Sorry. Yeah. Mistake. Initially, I wanted to I play on that, not. but I, I was having trouble finding a good pack of mods, and yeah. I knew we would never be able to get through it if we had tabletop sim where we could move whatever oh the yeah fuck we, we could overturn the table, the table or whatever the fuck you can yeah. do in that game um, oh, the yeah. second so i got like, like let's a roll just do rule 20 because yeah. i know how that works the second <laughs> i rolled one we already made lemonade out of the things you could mess with so i would oh, yeah. imagine right. that's yeah. definitely true yeah um I, rule 20 lets you draw all over the screen I so was, they they went to epcot they did epcot <laughs> yeah i was generally pretty happy that the that kind of a thing existed because my like I was deathly afraid that I was just gonna have to like watch you cast a faint image or something or like oh, something God, really yeah. poverty you know like and be oh, like yeah, am I by like, that bench put... it's like that's a camera yeah just like, <laughs> like screen no you're not by those, that bench those overhead projectors post like a JPEG like, and drag your mouse around it yeah like yeah, something that, show yeah, you yeah, my roles does that do they provide like other campaigns that aren't just D D? Like say cyberpunk. Um, yeah, say one wizards? set in a good genre. I'm not sure. <laughs> but for for D and D, that it's pretty much all sci-fi, and sometimes they might have a steampunk element in some areas, but um, not for D and D itself. Mm, um, mm. But you you can get like, or even like people make them for free online that you could just borrow a campaign okay um, yeah i was just curious about that for the future yeah if, if you want to do yeah, the it resources in the are out there framework other people have homebrewed settings that are sci-fi and stuff like that. oh that's pretty cool mm-hmm. mm. but yeah um so i know some of you guys uh this is my first time dming yeah do we want to um, run through your your experience dming and you can bring us through kind of the loose story yes. we followed and then we can just talk about yeah notable stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah the one that. screen we got to. yeah i mean yeah but just yeah. talk us through a little bit of that because you were the one who had to put it together <laughs> and everything i think that makes sense had to suffer through it yeah so this campaign was basically um so it was a Forgotten Realms campaign, so it had a very specific setting, which is the Forgotten Realms, um, which a number of the more popular D&D um, computer RPGs have taken place in, like Baldur's Gate okay. um, and Icewind Dale yeah. and all those. I saw Baldur's um, Gate on the map, but I'm like, hmm, that can't be a coincidence. No, not at all. Um, not at all, not at all. And in it's fact, just like I how think, we um, were playing the Forgotten Realms, which is where Planescape Torment comes from. Yeah, yeah. I think also all of the um, the books that Emily likes by um, R.A. Salvatore. Yeah. Yep, she's been right next to me this whole time. Yeah. And uh, when I was looking for a monster manual to pull those monsters from, I uh, was looking at several of those books. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's probably one of the more popular and well-known settings of D&D. Um, but anyway, uh, so you're, you're in the Forgotten Realms. And the city of El Chirel is um do you guys want spoilers uh, yes. yeah we're not gonna finish okay. sure. <laughs> or okay. do another session uh, so 
The city of Elturel has suddenly disappeared, and there is nothing left except for a giant crater and a bunch of, like, weird demons and devils roaming around. Is this just Roanoke? Huh? This is about as far as This we is go. about Roanoke, <laughs> yes, isn't it? George. Yeah. <laughs> so, these guys had joked, um, because Alex's character was pretty much Mr. Clean. Uh, yeah, he was Mr. Clean. That, um... It was his fault, and he had just cleaned and scrubbed too hard, cleansed. and he just scrubbed the city <laughs> yeah. into a crater. I made sure to use the um, word cleanse several times. To yeah, really cleanse. He it. cleansed it. Um, but what actually happened was it was pulled into the first layer of the Nine Hells, and that is why um, I, I, <laughs> there's all these demons and shit George around. perked up immediately when the yeah. Nine <laughs> Hells were mentioned. Oh, you would have thought it was way cooler if you knew that, huh? It would have been cool because my guy was built for that. My guy spoke in Fernal. My guy passed the first encounter. My guy spoke in Fernal. She would have told you she knows what that that happened. And actually, um, the the city, and I think I've mentioned this in the synopsis, or the actual synopsis mentions this. The city had a giant orb of light, like a second sun, called the Companion over it, mm. um, which kind of helped with its, like, agricultural prosperity. Um, but that was actually, like, an evil trap by the, the lord of the first layer of the Nine Hells um, to, be, to capture the city and pull it into the Nine Hells. Um, but, anyway. Mm. So, you're the supposed to be... The first lord of hell, Barack Obama. In his chaos endless. I don't want to see what happens when we go lower. What? <laughs> um, Dick Cheney. Oh, it's just, no. It's just... <laughs> chaos emeralds. Um, but, uh, so, you you meet um, an NPC. She's got a caravan. She's trying to save survivors from the outskirts of the city that didn't disappear with it. Um, and she tests the, the players um, with finding some of the survivors, and, and she gives you three specific ones to find, which it took probably an hour for me to explain to these guys, because they it, yeah. just would not let me talk. Um, yep. Yeah, but, I, don't uh, rec- I don't recollect much of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so eventually, these guys decided, oh, we'll go save the innkeeper. Um, there's probably more people at the inn. Surprised yes. there's only like three people there. Um, so they, they go to the inn. There's these flesh blob melty devil man there um they're basically like blobs of flesh with faces and little flaily arms um and they're all over the place so they Mm -hmm. uh they break in there were like maybe eight of them uh yes (laughs) there were eight yeah um there were eight of them it gave me an option to give you guys more but i (laughs) don't want to do that we wanted (laughs) Um, to finish the encounter (laughs) yeah i did not want to get you guys all killed um I was fine. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah George was not the only uh, one. Even that might have been a fun experience. My fan, uh, I mean, my character, Jermaine of the Jackson clan, was uh, quite yeah. the warrior. So. Yeah. Um, so they break in there uh, with a Molotov cocktail made out of cleaning solution because apparently that's what was in uh, um, Alex's. Yeah, I foolishly did, well, not, I did not give my character a weapon because uh, Mr. Clean does not fight with a weapon. Well, you were also a monk and they actually have martial arts like unarmed. Well, yeah, like, I, I was also cribbing from some Final Fantasy knowledge in that knowing monks don't need yeah, a weapon. The monks are a thing. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is from D&D. There you go. Um... But, uh, yeah, so they break in there, 
um, get in some trouble, almost die. Alex decides he wants to eat all the dead things well, um, I, and all then right. clean. So I think we should stress that these look like piles of chili or bubble gum or something. They do look not like bubble chili. gum. They okay. do not look like they, chili they at look, all. They don't look they like look chili, edible. but they do no, look like they look edible. Gum. If these things look like ABC a chili gum. that you know about, you should have that person like like seriously <laughs> examined. Because yeah. no. Like that chili, this should not look like any kind of chili. It's like lumpy, though. It's a pink if pile. If, if your chili is pink, it is not on your chili. No, that's, that's a problem. No, I think that would be like the consistency yeah. then? I don't know. The image suggested right. a guys, certain type Guys, I'm about to get no. extremely Texture. popular on the internet for uh, for making my uh, you know 30,000 fave tweet uh, white people always be putting Pepto Bismol on their chili. So, uh, <laughs> God, be on the viral, dude. Be on the lookout for that. So he was Pepto Bismol chili. Um. So eventually, they they do Combats rescue. it as it goes down. It's just, um, they do re- manage to rescue the two people out. trapped in the inn, and then save the guy in the barn next to the inn. Um, get the reward, and it was you know it was a pretty successful campaign. Um, and as a first time DM, I played pretty loose. Um, I didn't do as much prep as I know a lot of other DMs do, but I was also not doing a homebrew. Um, but I was just. Mainly, I think my my main issue was trying to rein these guys in, but it is because of the people they are, and not because of me yes, necessarily. No. I feel like I think um, I, I was playing guys. very well. I think Nick was playing. No, well you guys too. all played really well. It's just that <laughs> no, that's um, not true. Same as this <laughs> podcast, everyone wants to talk at the same time, or everyone goes on a tangent or whatever. Um, but, uh, no, I, you did the I best enjoyed... you could do it, Sam. Yes. It's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. I no, um, I, I could have done better, um, no. especially explaining some things or, or brushing up on like, uh, what should I do in this situation or what should I have them roll for that thing? And, um, I did have to fill in everybody's sheets right before the game because nobody wanted to read the player manual and <laughs> fill out the sheet manually. Fitting. Yeah. What um, am I unemployed? Huh? Like, well, I, I think what you am should, I unemployed? You I have all the time one, in the world, right? Yeah. Do D and D or read a book? I don't think you should be able to. Make this you didn't really <laughs> have to read the. You I, don't I, have to read the whole book. You just I'm have just to. I'm just goofing, Seth. I'm sorry. Ah, um, but uh, yeah, I did have to do that. So I accidentally forgot to fill in some stats, but they're they're like I know what goes where, so it was pretty easy for me. But it just was a little bit time consuming. Um. And I was actually, I feel like I was easier on these guys than maybe I should have been because... Yes. I think one of us Normally, probably could have died. I think that would have made it interesting. There, yeah, one person well, I think the thing I, is, maybe I, had it coming. Had it coming? Whoa! Um, <laughs> I think because the first few games I ever played were Nick as the DM, and he kind of plays loose with the rules. Um, yeah, that's more fun. I want to create... It's more a, fun. A, it is. Um, well, yeah, Seb, you did. We weren't trying to make us have fun. You were trying to uh, play a game of D anD D, and we were interrupting that by trying to have fun. No, wow. I was. I was trying to balance it, like play D anD D or have I'm fun. You no, know. it's a push and pull. Whether you want things to go smoothly, like if everyone dies in the first encounter, then it's not fun. So you want to have right. Yeah, you so also I, don't I want it to just be an episode of comedy bang bang where it's yeah. improv comedy the whole time. Well, you know? it's like a right. it's like a pick one of things go well, things go as planned, and you have fun. Like it's maybe a pick two, maybe like yeah, yeah. I don't but know. I mean, at least from what I've seen. What if we're all playing super well and we're just like pub stomp? I'm, I'm just we're pub stomping in D and D. Did you have a fun time DMing? I did. 
I really did, um, and I, I think that's because you guys made it so that I had to play fast and loose with the rules, and that's more mm. fun for me mm. all the time. Right. Like, I let like... Alex be Mr. Clean, and you know what? Whatever's in your brewing supplies, <laughs> that can be cleaning supplies. Yes. I don't care. Like, the if you want to play Alex, that character, of Plague I will let you Plague play Knight's that projectiles. character. Oh, I, wouldn't uh, have, right. I wouldn't have liked it time... if it was Plague Knight. He sucks. <laughs> well, Plague Knight's projectiles are he just throws beakers full of stuff yes. at enemies and they do damage. Yeah. So but, it made um, me, when he's like, Alex is throwing cleaning solution at the enemies and it's doing damage, I'm like, it's just, he just has like a million bottles and he's just yeah. throwing them at enemies. Yeah. Um, but um, also, uh, normally the players keep track of their stats and their HP and all that, and the DM might also, but I oh, was I doing a lot of the math myself, for everybody. But, um, but it was like a lot of these guys first time or first time in a long time playing so i didn't mind it really um because i had all their character sheets up like i always or this is my first time but i would as a dm i think it's smart to always have the character sheets um yeah but yeah no i had a lot of fun being dm i feel like um i would do it again definitely um yeah so, so um, let's think? go let's run through we I gotta do? run through our impressions yeah um this is a less. This is going to be less of a review of you, Seb, because this is the first time that any of us have played D and D remotely. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it's going. It, we're going to talk about our experience for sure. But I, uh, it, you, your style of DMing did lend to the um, the feel of it. Mm -hmm. But I think it was more going to be how we absorb playing the game as a whole, right? Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if if somebody could have made it really loose, or they could have like house ruled a bunch of stuff, like. Uh, if you roll a six when you're uh, killing a demon, uh, it does critical damage or whatever. Like you could house rule whatever you want. No, wouldn't that um, bounce right off of it because six six six? Boom! It heals Boom. Him. <laughs> um, uh, like, if, uh, if you roll a six when you're attacking a demon, it, it, uh, it heals yeah. them. Yeah, you could do whatever you want uh, with that kind of thing. Nick had a um, had a house rule in the first game I ever played, where it was, um, and I'm not sure that it was really a serious house rule, but. I was, I think I was telling Kellogg that his character sucked or something like that, um, and he said, okay, you have to roll feelings damage, Yeah. and, uh, <laughs> if, if you roll, like, a critical failure, it doesn't do anything, but you roll a 20, uh, they get so upset that they kill themselves, jeez. Oh, um, <laughs> but, uh... I, yeah, I put that in a couple of the games I was DMing because I always thought it was funny. Everyone wanted to try to yell insults at all the NPCs, and I'm yeah. like, okay, put your put your uh, weight behind it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, you all fucking go. Let's give her hang What if somebody's yeah. playing as Cat Williams? They're just like plus five damage to emotional damage all the time. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing as Triumph, the insult health. comic dog. Plus six roasting ability. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my ability, yeah. Uh, boy, if you don't, uh, <laughs> it yeah, doubles my, my attack. <laughs> my, my character's trying to be uh, on a Comedy Central roast. Uh, he's really training those skills. Poor, poor people be uh, like... Hold on, my, my, character, my character has a daily. It says here, I seriously hope you guys don't do this. And uh, he's making a smug face. And this he's nailing it to a, to a post <laughs> in the town. <laughs> oh, but yeah, who wants to go yeah. first? Uh, George, what did you think? Uh, this was your first time, right, playing D and D? Yeah, yeah. I was. What'd I avoided it like the plague mm -hmm. until now. I th I feel yeah, like we mentioned it. Long enough, you'll pick up every nerdy hobby there is. <laughs> I feel like we mentioned it 
uh, when I was like originally on the podcast, and that I think I was very against it. I feel maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe misremembering. I feel like if I go back far enough, I will be able to yeah. find that. It probably yeah, because I remember for the longest time being very much against it. I actually the people who like convinced me that it was cool were just like random people that I respected. Very unlike yeah, so you guys. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, literally like um, one of my girlfriends, like longtime friends, uh, he was like, I fucking play D and D all the time, and I was like. Really? You are, like, a man, yeah, but you have, like, cool. a wife and a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you play D&D? And he's like, yeah. And then one of my... I feel like that's always one the of, like, shocking thing, right, about finding someone who plays D&D is that they're, like, a normal person. Yeah. The, one of my, like, <laughs> like melee, like, one of the OGs that, like, I know, he was like, oh, yeah, I love having my own house. I have people over to play D&D every now and then. And I was like, what? Tim? <laughs> really? No, no, not you. Yeah, I was like, what? And then just like, uh, I don't know. It was it slowly chipped away at me, realizing that it wasn't because ever since I was a kid, I've had this, I've had this dumb. I fucking play video games like yeah. all the fucking time. That's all I do. It's all I go to nice. I go to melee tournaments. You guys know this. He's a jock, even though he not plays just melee. I, I don't think I'm a jock, but I think I, I tell myself plays that no I'm sports. I'm the cool nerd, even, even though yes, exactly. I play no sports. My my one thing that kept me from like fully being like. A dork was just the fact that even though my friends are more athletic than I am, it's because they're all like good athletes, like state level athletes, and I'm like as maybe slightly more athletic than the average person. That was that was keeping me above water. And then now, much heavier, much less athletic, (laughs) just all down the drain. Desk job, desk job, yeah, dude. Rides a scooter to work. Got better at melee, and now it's like, (laughs) like now I'm like, oh fuck, no. But no, um, no, yeah. Just over time, D and D chipped away George. at me, and then the the final nail in the coffin, honestly, was seeing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven stuff, because they were talking about how they were heavily influenced by the board game or the tabletop game, whatever. And I was just like, oh, this shit can actually be really cool, especially because they were highlighting how you could just go through so many different avenues uh, for the story. You customize your genitals too. Yeah, yeah, which very cool, very cool. I like double it a lot. dong, baby. Right. I could do- I double dog. Whatever is important one up top, is one something that eventually gets reflected one for in play a, uh, and one for work. Role playing game. <laughs> party in oh the front. Oh my god! <laughs> Business in the back. Business in the front. Party in the back. You got a double barrel penis. That's so weird. <laughs> but uh, mine's semi-auto. <laughs> Call it the super shot. Yeah, yeah. one pump and it doesn't stop. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, George, this was. Uh, so that was your perspective from the outside. What was it like actually kind of getting in and playing the game? It was cool. I liked it. I surprisingly liked it a lot. I thought that going into it, I was I was excited, but I assumed that I would go down the path that someone uh, like Alex did, where I was like, oh, at first I was like, I'm probably just going to fuck around. I know. So far. It's fine. Cause I, it's no, good. that's totally the way to play a game. The best, uh, Some of the best uh, inspiration that uh, I've seen in terms of making a character for D&D, is just looking at the D&D character, uh, like, player's handbook, and going, how, what's the stat block I would use to make Link, or to make so it's something much weirder. Yeah. Like, Link's a good example, because you can give him a sword and, a, and an yeah. instrument. And Zero charisma. But, like, if you're saying, the like, what's the closest... Perhaps. Yeah, what's the closest I can get to the Maytag Repairman? What's the closest I can get to... No, the next time I do this, like, the next time I do this, yeah. I think I am going to base a character off of, like, something in media. Like, yeah. especially Sam if we do, like, a... Right. 
If we do a cyberpunk but, thing, I'm just gonna be Master Chief, bro. That's oh, all. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be Master Chief. Not really. I'm not gonna. Uh, be Master a bit Chief. of a Mary Sue. I'm gonna be cooler Chief, than. You Master mind telling Chief. me what you're doing inside that Witcher game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I think Nick is getting to is if you base your character off of a pre-existing character, yeah. you uh, off, take their flaws off of a with them. Of yeah. Some sort an advertising. Thing. Right. Right. Where, right with. Right. Al- I mean, I hate to say it, but Alex is right. With Mister Clean, no weapons. No weapons. Right. You know, no armor. He's wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> He's very so, good, yeah. but, but he's also yeah. He is fucking yeah, jacked. He also has an earring. Yeah, he does have a plus charisma. Every time he opened his mouth to talk about cleansing things, people kept assuming he was racist. <laughs> right. Which I mean, he is a white bald dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This <laughs> is not looking right. great. By definition, it's good. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I liked I liked being able to. I like realized I wasn't going to mess around as much as soon as I was like figuring out what I wanted my character to be. At first, I was like, haha, I'm going to just be a singer and be uh, a bard. And then I was like, wait, they have like a half elf? That could be a cool story. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll be a half elf. And then I saw like you could have like a past job and like, oh, you could be a soldier. Oh, but you don't have to be like an infantryman. You could be a scout. Oh, that's cool. That's going to add to my skill set. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and just yeah. like the character building got me more and more excited for like the actual session. Um, and I ended up with my uh, half elf Germain of the Jackson clan, which is a joke <laughs> name, but yeah. but no, the uh, name always has to be a joke. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, again, back to the first session we had um, uh, Governor show, M. John. Jody Rell, uh, yeah, but that was just the just the name of a former governor of Connecticut. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, um, yeah Governor uh, yeah Governor Jody M. Rell. Uh, the male gnome rogue. <laughs> right. And at the uh, end, eventually... it was uh, Governor Jody M. Lightning Ass Rel. Um, <laughs> right. After an incident with uh, with a wand of lightning. Yeah, which he, he decided was he was going to stick up his ass and then use a cloak of invisibility <laughs> and would just be a floating ass with lightning coming out of it. <laughs> which was a really clever way to do it. <laughs> yes. It was, it was fun. That was a fun one because it was heavily focused around magical artifacts and there weren't a whole lot of... Like, people didn't... There were no people who could cast magic on their own in that party. So... Yeah. So it was like, oh, you found this. You found a, a circle that if you turn it a certain way, water just dumps out of it infinitely. It's like, mm-hmm. can you use this to solve a puzzle or will you just... Uh, just dump it somewhere. We just use it to dump water. On yeah, something. there's a lot of what bad guys inside this enclosed room. Let's turn this into the window. <laughs> just, yeah. we'll just, we'll just drown them. It's cool. Yeah. yeah right. Right. So, um, you know, it's it's how you want to play, and I think that's always what turns out to be fun. And it never. I don't think anyone ever stuck with what they thought they were going to do from the beginning to the end of a session or a campaign or whatever. Because it's like, you have an idea of what you want to do when you start playing the game, and then as you see other people's characters and as you see the world you're playing in, you'll start to change over time, and you'll accidentally give yourself character development. Like, it's kind of a fun thing that just sort of happens naturally. I already know know? that, like, if we do another session and we use the same characters, I'm going to play differently than I played in the session that we did. Because I knew, I wanted to be... My guy was basically just Legolas. Legolas. Legolas? That's fine. Whatever. That's the foundation of all the ideas. But he was half. Like, he was a half like, of us. Yeah. But yeah, he was just as, like, oh, I have know, a bow and shit. And I was just sniping yeah. fools. And then, uh, but I gave myself high charisma because I like the idea of being like this like sneaky guy that was kind of, I like, I'm edgy. Stop laughing, Alex. <laughs> but I was like, oh, 
I liked the idea of my guy being like a sneaky, acrobatic, like, oh, almost like a slithery dude that could also talk his way out of things. I was like like a half-elf Han Solo, but way sneakier and had a bow and a sword. And I like that. Half-Solo. Half, ooh. But, no, it was cool. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, also very funny. It might be because of the group that we're in. But it also, I think, partially has to do with the luck that we were having. Because there was times where I there was some I realized luck in this run that that added some tension though. I think that made it a little more God, yeah for like, sure. Nick looked legitimately distressed. <laughs> Things were not going Nick's way. Yeah, he set no. the whole. He was having on a fire. bad time. Nick rolled under five for like I don't know how many turns like in a four, row. Five At five least turns. six. Yeah. yeah, At least six all turns. Of them. Yeah, it really worried me a little bit because I was like I I. It made me like go. Can I even commit to an action? Because if I'm just gonna roll a one, I'm gonna put the whole party in danger again. If you you, know? you should start to roll for like I'm thinking about throwing a bomb in here. I'm <laughs> rolling a one. Think okay, I'm this. not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a few practice rolls in first. I yeah. something that like I realize that as a player, I notice it. I notice this in like video games mostly. But I realize I do get very lost in the sauce, and this game highlighted it because my first like few rolls, boom, rolled highs, great rolls, right? I fucking I dome piece some one of the demon things and just like Gears of War style burst its head, and I'm very excited, you know, <laughs> popping off. And then I'm like, I I'm hungry. I'm gonna go for more. I'm gonna go sneak and then dome some more of these guys. And the second I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna sneak again behind this bar so yeah. I can shoot some more. Bam, roll one. I trip all over stuff. George now there's four of those guys. And yep. uh, fumbled all the way in, right in the middle of all the enemies. And then <laughs> yeah. almost immediately died for it. <laughs> and Yeah, that's that's a thing in, in like D&D and anything RNG-based is um, whatever... There's gotta be a name for this fallacy, but it's based on the roles you've gotten before, you will make your like future decisions even though if it's even though it's more likely that that you get a good way well, yeah, it's like a, a gambling thing role. like i'm up let's yeah. ride it let it ride yeah or whatever that's exactly yeah. what i was doing i was like i fucking i rolled two good ones i feel in a third coming on yeah. and then let's go for that happens in a baby uh there is also something that like the I think we mentioned before how um like the influence of D D and media Something that it was reminding me of while I was playing was that there's X, I'm sure, like an infinite amount of stories that have been written based off of D&D campaigns or any type of tabletop game to, uh, campaign. And Absolutely. what was fun was to, you know, use my imagination to Ooh. imagine if, like, what if this was like a fucking little show or something like that? It was, and it was pretty much just funny because I could just imagine if I'm supposed to be like a sneaky guy and I slide over a table immediately eat Dude, shit immediately like six, all the like, bad guys are looking at me <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly i don't know it was it was very fun i liked using my imagination and i uh i do regret a bit uh judging so many of these D years for so long oh another thing was um one of this kid that i knew i actually met him at the locals well i, I knew him from high school but i met him again at one of the locals um I was going to going with Nick to and he uh, was trying to get me in on D&D but it was like not D&D you had to you drew your own like figures and that was like your or you didn't draw your own figures you painted your own figures or something like that 
and then it was that's still that's it, I mean it was still like a D and D thing. Yeah, just, no, it was it like D and D, but it just wasn't it. necessarily like D and D. He called it it was called something else. But is that like Warhammer? Are you maybe? maybe Pathfinder 40K? sounds familiar. No, no, no. no. Pathfinder is a D and D spinoff in the sense that it was made by somebody who was like I like D&D, but I want to improve on it. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was that. But I don't know, and that, like, the way he was describing it, sounded fucking cool. Also, being able to just, like, color in my guy, I could be a little, an elf that has pink skin. Cool. I don't know. It was, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, I do think I want to partake in, uh, stuff like this in the future. Although, admittedly, I may be more interested in, like, uh, again, like, this cyberpunk yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's uh, plenty of that that's, out there. That's kind Which of my, cool. my um, takeaway, too. I think definitely, like, if I were to go forward... Well, let's segue right into yeah, your take, sure. Alex. If, we, if yeah. you're done, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. For sure. Um, yeah, so uh, this might be a lot of similar ideas because I came from a, a similar place as George. I, I had never done this before. And I had always kind of thought it was uh, a weird thing. Uh, I usually like... Like, I like board games and I like playing games in person. I think that's fun. But, like, my interest in the complexity of a board game like kind of begins and ends at like clue and risk and while this technically isn't really a board game in the way that like settlers oh so no mousetrap huh else. well, well mousetrap sucks yeah <laughs> you just make uh, the thing go yeah, yeah actually, it's whatever. actually really yeah. bad <laughs> just build the trap yeah and then exactly it's fun. but like and this isn't really a, a complex board game in the way that like Catan or some other like crazy strategy games are but i always kind of lumped it in with that and i don't know if that's fair or not but <laughs> That was kind that of wasn't where, even that complex, really. Yeah, uh, I was always a little, it, it was always on that side of the game room. You know, whenever you think about board games, it's like, oh, I know the the ones that I like, the you know the normie ones, and then there's all the rest. There's all the rest of the stuff you do on a tabletop, uh, ranch yeah. not included. Um, but yeah, the kind that your your parents buy you when you're a kid yes. to play with your siblings yes. versus the ones the hobbyists play. Exactly. Yeah, and that was always kind of the distinction i draw and it's kind it is arbitrary and uh i did have fun with this so it does make it make me more interested in giving some of that stuff a second look but um anyway yeah so i played mr clean uh i was literally i think you can hear it at the end of the episode last week it was like my first thought pretty much i was like uh what's a dumb thing i could make a character out of there we go uh, yeah where did that come yeah, from no idea. do you have any no, no. any no it just <laughs> no. came out of the yeah. back of your brain yeah you thinking about mr queen yeah i have uh, advertising <laughs> brain i guess uh, so yeah and then I, I thought it would be fun to try to adapt that to a fantasy mold because like i know i i wasn't sure how rigid the kind of the pre-built character sheet stuff is or like i i didn't know where any of the boundaries Not were since i hadn't done super, this before the, the sheets yeah the sheets are mostly for your stats and then you can do whatever you want with the character yeah. I mean, de- depending on your DM, your DM might be like, oh, no, tieflings can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you... Yeah, I, I, I was banking on you being understanding of me being a jackass, and I appreciate that you were. Yeah, maybe you, maybe you should have been, <laughs> yeah. like, Sire Cleanse or something. Yeah. Or more, I, like, I, subtle. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, but, yeah, so I was definitely, like, feeling for the edges of this thing the whole time, because I really didn't completely understand how the game is played and what exactly a lot of the limits are if there really are any because mm-hmm. like I, I like to know the borders before I kind of figure out you know what I want to do and so that was it was a fun learning experience in being able to say hey can I jump in the pit and you understandably saying no I don't have a story for that 
but also me yes. having that. I mean, I, it, it takes. I had takes an idea of what to, to do with it. I just wanted like, to introduce what you mm-hmm. were supposed to be doing first. Right. It's like yes, you can do that, but you will die, and then your yeah. Character and then is after over, I like, got through that, you stopped trying to go in the pit. Well, yeah, so. uh, yeah, right. having. Having all of the options on the table is like too much power for me. Like I always will want to do the stupid thing in that situation. Yeah. Um, maybe it's it's also I ad- know this about admittedly you. my uh, b- slight bias against fantasy stuff that I didn't want to go do the normal ass quest. Yeah, but, you're like this is stupid. I want out. Yes. Can't we let the people die? Was a thing I definitely yeah. said. Well, no, you were, <laughs> as much as I want to dunk on you, Alex, you were pretty accommodating once you got it out of your system. Yeah, I just, I, I yeah. was really, I was trying to, I obviously trying to pivot it in, a, in a, a direction that was, like, weird and different, but I also kind of understood you had to establish a thing, which is fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, once we got kind of into the swing of things, I was like, okay, well, I didn't really build my character right. I don't really have a weapon. And I didn't remember that a monk can punch people. So I'm like, all right, let's throw a fucking cleaning solution everywhere. And you already had to kind of jerry-rig that. Um, since I started with, like, yeah, alchemy ingredients used... or something. And that was, like, my one, uh, my A to C there was that it would be Mr. Clean Bombs. Yeah. Your character had brewing supplies, yeah. so I was like, you know what? He probably has alcohol in there. It's that's flammable. You know, whatever. Yeah, uh, Molotovs, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Molotov, whatever. Um, and uh, but yeah, yeah. I liked I liked a lot of the weird. I think that like the thing that that was the most fun for me was the uh, like a the social stuff, which was fun. We all had a lot of we all had a couple laughs and mm-hmm. really enjoyed ourselves. Yes, um, it was fun. But I also really liked like being able to improvise and not having like a, a rigid system to push up against me, which was mostly Seb accommodating me, but also being able well, to no. ask the dumb question and get a reasonable answer in a way that a video game <laughs> wouldn't do because you can't. Yeah, no, right. Right. Even even in a serious game of D and D, there's a lot more of the social aspect. I mean, it depends on what version you're playing. Mm-hmm. I think Five E is really good for being a little bit more lenient with like having to do dice rolls and stats and yeah. stuff like that um this one isn't as by the numbers as some earlier versions of dnd yes. are um and i did like like it definitely slowed us down a little bit but i liked asking the weird questions and getting into the minutiae of like okay is there actually an, a window on this tile uh, which way does the door open <laughs> Uh, Are there two stories yeah. to this building? And a lot of that stuff, can right. just, so I could visualize it more, but also, like, to have more information to play off of. Like, a, a, a weird yeah. strategy I could use, knowing that the door opens to the right, would be, like, a fun, emergent thing that I would enjoy. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I was, like, staring at the map, like, is that a hint? Did they draw a hint in there? What should I tell them? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's oh, it's definitely my inclination to try and get like a weird, a, a weird creative solution to our relatively straightforward problem, right? In in a video game, the yeah. thing we did would take ten minutes, and it took us mm-hmm. a couple hours. Yes, which yes. is yes. in itself that's about par a different course. kind of thing because there are so many more limitations there. But also, I was like, all right, let's get going a little. <laughs> you know, can, can we can yeah. we do this? Yeah. But there's so much to talk through. I guess that that's just the way the pace is different. But yeah, uh, generally I had fun. I mean, I, I have. I think I would like to do this more. I think I'm on board with George and that I would want to try a different format. Maybe something a couple 
Yeah, it's a couple steps removed, a couple more, a, a little bit more refined, and maybe in a different genre. Um, I'm definitely interested in like a Call of Cthulhu or like a cyberpunk. I think that sounds. Cool. I would like Call of Cthulhu as well. Yeah. So, where, where are we? So going? yeah, we were talking about maybe playing a Call of Cthulhu or a cyberpunk or something oh, that's like that right. in the future. I think that would be a, the something that I would probably. It's a little bit more in my wheelhouse, I would say. But yeah. That's my only. That's my only bit of criticism. <laughs> yeah. I think I, the fact that it takes a little. I bet long, you that we could craft a. Not... I bet you we could craft a fantasy setting that even you yeah. like, Alex. Yeah, I mean, if we did something like Dark Souls, would you like that? Well, I don't know. Dark Souls is fun because it's the thing you play. I wouldn't want to talk through a Dark Souls encounter. I think that would be bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but... though, Call of Cthulhu is is well, like it's... a. You know, it's a horror thing, and I guess Dark Souls is very. Don't yeah, like well, I mean, I, I like Lovecraft stuff. Mm. I think that that being a straight yeah. lifting of Lovecraft stuff would be perfect. You like racism? Yeah. As we've established, yeah. we're wow, we got so it. In Call we of got Cthulhu, it, does that mean Cuff you guys it. get to say the N-word without like me being upset? Or yeah. what, what, what's the rules on That's that? That's why I want to play it, George. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an episode you're not you on. You have to play it to in the time period. Oh, God. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I can. Oh my God! There's absolutely nerds that are like that too. Oh, no. They're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm playing a character. Yeah, that's I feel us. like during. I feel like I saw people complaining about like Red Dead. Like people were being oh, nice to black characters geez. or something like that, and people were like, "Whoa, the, the, it's the libs." The worst kind of so, history. So many Jesus pathetic Christ. nerds. Oh my God. So anyway, yes, oh. I had I had fun. All right, let's I had, get back on track. I had here. much more fun than yeah. I expected, and the, thank you for being yeah. nice yeah. enough yeah. to let me do my bullshit. But I really yeah, you're very patient. Said. It's more fun right. when people can be can bullshit. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bullshit, Cam, what's the correct amount of rope to buy for a D&D character just starting out? Alright, so this this kicks off my whole rant with this whole thing. Is I um, The first time I played, I was, uh, I was a dwarf named Shaquille O'Neal. And I bought... I spent my whole... So, like, we played in a way where you had a certain amount of money and a pool of items you could buy before the quest. So yeah. I spent it all on rope and ale, I believe. <laughs> so my Were character... Were you second edition? I don't know. No, our okay. viewers won't understand anyway, so it doesn't matter. But um, I all I had was rope, and I used that to solve every problem I had, and I had a piece of paper in front of me subtracting the amount of rope that I used for each problem. And then I like, okay, well, maybe I can recover this rope after I solve the problem. It was just like a slog. <laughs> when you, when I, you're a dwarf, every problem looks like a rope. i want to dunk on alex but that is how i played when i i've given the option i was like okay what are the rules how do i break it if if it was a very set up something where the rules are where you play pretend and the the rules are very loose it's like well okay what can i get away with and right can i can i talk my can i talk to the dm enough where he gets tired of me and lets me do what i want to do is is a normal thing of that that's... One of my favorite exa- examples of that was something that I have not played through, but I read, which was somebody uh, was looking at the class for Monk in D&D 3.0, and they're like, oh, they have a special ability where you can kick something as a projectile, and it explodes, Whoa. and it has to be this, uh, like, a certain amount of weight, or, like, it this size. It has to be like, it can only be a, like a fragmentation grenade. It has to be... <laughs> right, well, like, so, like, it had to be, it had to be, like, a, it was meant for you to, like, grab a rock off the ground sure. and kick it at your opponent if you didn't if, if you were like far yeah, away no and you weapons, needed to attack yeah. them or something right again you're a monk so you're probably not going to have a weapon 
But this person was like, okay, well, what's around that size? A rat is around that size. <laughs> and he looked up the carry weight for a rat, and what, because of like w the way the rules were organized, rats didn't technically weigh anything because they were so small. <laughs> it was just so it was like, so it was like this person had a bag. And they carried around a hundred rats, the rat and then when they encountered an enemy, they would kick rats for free actions at at their enemies. They would kick exploding rats at their enemies, and Incredible. it was like, yeah, I, I might be getting some details of the story wrong, but that's yeah, not really that's, important. What's that's important great. is that they were like, that's the kind of like weird emergent thing that their... like I would want to do in a video game. But it's fun finding that loophole in a system that right. def yeah, definitely it's more is less accessible rules. and something like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. Um, there was a guy uh, who played Call of Cthulhu who was like, uh, I'm going to name my character DiGiorno, and I'm going to have myself delivered to the inside of the place in a big box, so and I'm going to pop out, out with a Tommy gun, yeah. and I'm going to say, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno, and yeah. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All, like, four hours for an elaborate pun. Yeah. But right, right. This guy, this guy rolled his character, sat through three or four hours of role-playing, uh, wrote down a bunch of shit on his character sheet, wrote a backstory about an Italian guy named DiGiorno. <laughs> yeah. Like, he he did the work, because the whole time he's thinking, man, so when I get good. myself delivered to the inside of the cultist base with a Tommy gun, they're gonna love it. I just have two yes. quick things. No. I meant to mention earlier that... I'm sorry. I meant <laughs> no, to mention no, earlier... I meant to mention earlier that I downloaded uh, what, 5M, like the mod for Grand Theft Auto. That's like a role-playing thing. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Also kind of cool. What? Also made me again more open to this stuff because I yeah. first I, again I wasn't super big into like role playing stuff. I was yeah. I I'm, uh, I've been kind of into like I've been into role play adjacent things in the past. It's like just D and D that was the weird thing that I was mentally against for some yeah. reason. It's weird. I don't D and D know. was kind of like it was like it the final dark. frontier that I didn't want to check out. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of was, it was a bridge stigma, too far right? in a very stupid way that doesn't yeah. No, yeah, I, I yeah. agree with it. I totally agree. It's like it's like how I view Blaz Blue, except Blaz mm, Blue sucks. Yeah, well, anime so fighters like, are different. That's exactly you can't go, can't cross yeah. that bridge. Yeah. Right. That's. I mean, once you go after that, <laughs> you're done. Yeah. But anyway, what so, else? Yeah, Cam, get back in your thoughts. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. You mind? <laughs> so um, what I what I was saying is I I I understand why all of this happened but this whole thing was i'm not blaming anyone in particular but mm. this was a complete disaster we <laughs> we played for three hours and got to one encounter mm. we made it off the mm. information screen and then made it to an, an encounter with literal mindless blob enemies <laughs> where you guys wanted to pull yeah. a black ops operation <laughs> And like <laughs> sneak in and infiltrate their Cam ranks. Kept saying, I killed like, like two. Stop planning. And I was Just like, kill them. And you guys are like, no, I'm gonna fuck his wife Cam, so that he gets mad. At I me. Did and then I'm gonna sneak in, befriend well, his right, child. That plan would have worked. Is all I'm saying. It would have worked when I when I didn't plan, Cam, and I relied on actions. My rolls were so poor that my actions immediately devolved Nick, into If chaos, you rolled to fuck his wife and you still got a one, it's still going to be bad. <laughs> so <laughs> what I'm saying is you guys wanted to do this, like, bizarre, like, info, like uh, complicated maneuver on this the first encounter in the game when we yeah, could have just they, walked in and uh, killed them all. Well, but yeah, we know, like, look yeah. how much damage they did. I don't know but if we could have walked Cam, in and killed them how all. How could I have done that if I didn't know which they way the door opened? Strong, to be honest. This is important. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was driving me absolutely insane. I ended up just playing Animal Crossing, and then when it was my turn, I'd be like, I will shoot the enemy. And then I'd wait three, 45 minutes until it was my turn again while you guys decided on what window you wanted to go yeah, through. Part of that was my fault, because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, then I'm gonna rappel down this, and I'm gonna jump over right. this, and yeah, it was, and I was, was like, no, no, I, no, no, that'd be dumb, and then I... I By the way, these things were immune to fire. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, you could assume you could assume that. Yeah, I you're didn't... not supposed to know oh. that. <laughs> right. Okay, so what I'm saying... To... Are they immune to having a building fall on them? Well, to, didn't some... Uh, no, somebody brought up... Not. Please. Somebody brought up <laughs> that they're from hell, that we shouldn't use fire. And then I think that, admittedly, I I think I agreed with Nick. I was like, no, no, let's uh, let's let it roll. Let's see what, let's see what goes down. Yeah, Nick was like, I'm gonna use fire on them, and I was like, okay. Before Cam jumps out his open window. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting ready. This the same thing is happening again right now. <laughs> um, so I know I said I wasn't gonna blame anyone before, but I would like to point out the the. So Nick, Seb, and I have played before, right? Mm. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, George and Alex haven't, and they are the perfect, complete examples of both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Where George was taking it too seriously, and Alex was maybe taking it not seriously enough. <laughs> where, where Alex was rolling to like if he could open a window or not, or if I, and if George I could was also rolling for if he could open a window or not, but taking it seriously. <laughs> so yes. it, I, I, and. I've been there. Like, I've been on uh, Alex's end where I'm just like, okay, how do I break the DM's will to allow me to, <laughs> like, <laughs> break the rules that aren't rules, yeah. you know, to, to That can provide. backfire because they might punish you. Right. Yeah. And it is fun, right. but it's not fun when your character dies and you don't have a ride home and you're just sitting there for <laughs> two hours or whatever, you know? So I understand. I feel like this has happened. To yeah, this comes from a personal. No, place, huh? <laughs> right. I no. I'm saying I've been the the guy trying to break the rules, yeah, and then yeah. like my Getting the owned. DM doesn't want to kill me because I, you know, what it what are we gonna do for another hour or whatever? Mm-hmm. So I to me the way the if you if you have to kill someone like avoid it if you can, but if you have to kill someone to maintain the stakes of the game. Let that person do something else. Either have them roll an NPC or let them in on some stuff and be like, okay, I'm going to have you play as the enemies mm. yeah. or whatever. Or have some like, like, pre-made yeah. sheets already made up that they can yeah. just jump back in. I also like the idea of like having a scenario where you have to go and like bury them in some... Uh, or throw them in like a pit of some sort, uh, Lazarus, yeah. or I don't know. Some way to get them to be revived or yeah, whatever. I like that. Yeah, idea. I had a character on the first session like get completely incinerated by Strahd and they, they did a whole like funeral. <laughs> yeah. But I, I liked um Seb made the most with what she had and I really liked playing with this D twenty thing and I wanted to see more of it, but we spent three hours on it and never got past the second screen. Like there maybe weren't it's that because... many different maps. There there really weren't. I would have loved to see a third screen. <laughs> the the other one um, was the Smithy. That's that's all. Listen, Cam, that it was very cool. important for me to D and D Splinter Cell. So it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I did really. I don't want to say I didn't have a really good time. I still really enjoyed this. It was really fun. That's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I was a little worried that 
it seemed like we were really wearing on you when uh, we were like trying. To Luckily, stuff, and speaking was... of what Nick was trying to get us to talk about before, um, playing remotely was a huge benefit because I could mm. just leave the room mm. while you guys argued on which way the yeah, door opened. You could not simply and... punch me. <laughs> you had to. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> and you can drink as much as you want because you don't have to go home. And I home. was. Which I got um, really. It's probably a bad idea for the DM, but I got really fucking drunk. Like, like <laughs> yeah, it hit me all most. Yeah, most of it hit me like right after, and then I bothered the fuck out of Bank for another like hour and a half before <laughs> I went to bed. I also yeah, like I, to apologize um, for. I basically was trying first time ever, and I was like trying to shot call the situation. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Cam. Uh, after I fucking dome piece this guy, you got to get his well, buddy to yeah, his I right. Mean, like I was no, jump I off was the table. Through, That's fine. I was talking through weird plan stuff too, but it was mostly just so I that I, like I could understand the process a little more. Like because mm, like yeah, saying okay, let's do this. All right, okay, George, you do this. Is just like was my way of like understanding the way that the turns work and all. Of yeah, that. I I totally get what you guys were doing, but. The fact that we were on the first yeah. encounter and we were fighting literal mindless blobs, <laughs> and you guys wanted to like I <laughs> snipe think them from three hundred miles away, it almost paid off for me. Almost. <laughs> yeah, George, the fact that uh, George had the most plans and uh, almost died. Yeah, George almost died. I had him do a saving throw, which he got. He got a I got crit a on that, so I let him come back immediately. Yeah. I had um, the most. I had for for some reason I got again. Was, I had the hot hands. I had two good rolls. Yep. Decided to make gambling. a big dick play. Almost died. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a tail is no, I really time. enjoyed using the D twenty um, website. I was worried. It's a really good website. Yeah, very intuitive. But it's so. Yeah, I was. I was genuinely surprised at how well all that stuff worked. It was. It was like super yeah. well put together. I'm they not saying that box. I wasn't shitting around because while we were doing this, they did have a text tool and we were looking at an overhead map. And while these guys were arguing about who to talk to, I was naming all the town's different Disney properties. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah you guys were like Epcot. Epcot, Magic Kingdom. Animal uh, you Kingdom. did draw Bart. I drew Bart. Well, Bart. well this will be in the show notes, but um, well, we drew a Bart uh, SpongeBob. Or no, yeah. Homer Simpson oh, yeah. SpongeBob. Yeah. That was oh, home Bob. really well done. <laughs> but it, all in all, it was really fun. I think that maybe me playing before season to me to want to just move on and i was just kind of trying to hurry up everything yeah but i understand where these guys were coming from and that's the initial reaction is to try and figure out the rules and figure out what you can do and how you should do it but yeah, and just yeah. be a jackass pushing the limits of everything yeah, yeah i love i love doing that i'm, I'm totally with <laughs> yeah. you there but i wanted to see what was going on and it, yeah. yeah i'd like well, to play again i think I that was really the beginning of the episode this is what happened <laughs> Yes. This is what happens. Yeah. It's the perfect right. subtitle it got for this episode. sucked into the nine hells. That's what happened. PDL 103 or what? 102? What are we on, Nick? Well, this is 103. Uh, this is 103. I think 103. Yeah, this is 103, dude. Dude, I just posted 102. Okay, 103. You can, you can see I don't read You can see I don't it read in the, the server. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think you're blocked. I do. Yeah, I thought Nick understood <laughs> by now. It was largely <laughs> ignored. <laughs> but yeah. Hammer that point PDL 103. 103, um, This Is What Happened is a perfect uh, there you go. subtitle for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was so, fun. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun so, even though uh, it was frustrating. No, I, yeah, I, it I, was uh, a great time. True. So, I, I just wanted to say, I, I've, I've played D&D a, a bunch of times before, 
I usually end up DMing because I I always want to have some kind of like I'm like oh I want to design the scenario. No, and I you're wanna... really good at that. Yeah, like, you I seem like, like someone really that would good be good with at voices DMing. voices and, and stuff like that. Nick has to be in charge. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to. I just want to give all the characters silly names and make everybody. Uh, run around and uh, talk to all the silly named characters and make them say the names out loud and um, you know that's all, all kind of all kinds of fun stuff with that I like seeing how people react in the in the different situations and planting the treasures and um, I don't think I would ever want to get into video game design but like I really had a lot of fun just drawing up little maps for um, for uh, Dungeons and Dragons it felt different in a way like I don't have and I've never once in my life had the urge to download RPG Maker Thank goodness. But, Doesn't that cost like uh, 70 bucks? Wait, no, yeah. you're pirate, never mind. Huh. <laughs> right, I would, I would not be paying for RPG Maker if you I did have it. the urge to download it. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I, this was my, uh, my second time as a player instead of as the DM. And my first time as a player is something that Cam remembers, where I uh, <laughs> was introduced late to the party, and uh, I was playing as an undead. I was playing as a skeleton, and I was introduced to the party in such a way that Cam reacted before I could introduce my character, and it shattered my skull into a million pieces. <laughs> well, th so no. to, to further explain, it was like, the DM was like, you open the chest, a skeleton pops out. And I interrupted and said, I bashed the skeleton with my club. <laughs> the DM was like, that skeleton was Nick. <laughs> <laughs> was. He's right. was. Yeah. Was, undead, I was able to come so back then we, from this, we, but it was still a really funny reaction. We ended up using him as an item for the rest of the game. <laughs> he was just pieces that we um, that's, that's similar it was fun. That... to the first game I played, which Nick DM'd, and he had a skeleton character come in, and she was supposed to help us and immediately, the other two in the party were like, I kill it immediately. And she was like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Skeleton bad. You, you I, learned that. In your... I, also gave, I also gave the skeleton a dumb pun name. Yeah, her name was uh, Telia was because she was of. supposed to tell us. There you go. Nice. But she never did. Maybe you guys should have went with uh, something game. more creative, like Skeletor or something. Uh, <laughs> Spinal. You know, something no one's ever uh, used before. Baby bones. <laughs> baby bones. Yeah, right, right. Well, anyway, as much fun as I've had with those experiences in the past, this was a great game of Aww. d, &D. I was very happy playing with fun. you guys. Um it was, like Cam said, we got the perfect spectrum where everyone wanted to play the game differently, which made the party very interesting. Very slow, but yes. <laughs> I have, yes, very slow, but very interesting. And it made for maybe some of the, the more interesting problem-solving stuff. I tried to give myself a weird <laughs> yeah, class Nick, composition. Nick actively specific. decided to be the least useful character. Yeah. <laughs> he made the choice. And that's, that's not necessarily He's like, I'm going to be I solved the bad. problem at the end. It was, it's almost like he was playing Street Fighter 4. He's like, I'm going to play the bad kid. He, he picked low tier, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Hakan, he uh, seems so cool. If, if I, I understand I right, you decided to pick thought... against type this time. Because no, you have a very specific type right. that you like to play. Right. Yeah. Uh, in, in video games, I tend to enjoy the big, strong guy. That's what I like to pick. The big, strong guy who swings a big weapon and crushes stuff and don't think much. Good. And um, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm playing D&D uh, &D uh, as a player for the first time in a while. I would like to be... I would like to play a magic class. 
but I think it would be fun thematically if I picked a race that does not traditionally do well with magic. And I that helped me develop a, a character backstory for this uh, character, Murdbod, who instantly got his name mangled by all four, uh, bot. All, all four of the people playing We're the all game. We're all like, yeah, Murderbot. Yeah, Killbot. Gotcha. <laughs> Killer Orc. Duh. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I, I got to have my uh, fellow party members be racist at me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, it was uh, finally. It was it was pretty good. Nick has experienced racism. <laughs> <laughs> As all white men so dearly wish to. <laughs> Late in life, right? I, I've really been really been waiting for that my whole life. But um, uh, it was a like I genuinely had a had a great time. Like it was a it was a fun scenario. Like a. Because this, a lot of times, I feel like in the first, uh, I see when I've um, been a part of games, uh, it's not always how I've run it, but uh, we've I played in a campaign that Cam and I were talking about with um, our friend Matt, who's also been on the show. Oh yeah, I should have mentioned uh, back in our Fargo Fargo yeah, episode. Up, yeah. Um, um, he, uh, he and others that I've seen will run a campaign where you start basically to teach everybody the ropes it's kind of like in the mario rpgs where one koopa walks up to you and then toadsworth goes do you know about time bits <laughs> and red text and and it's that sort of thing it's like get everyone used to the idea of combat but this was a good scenario because uh the starting and that might be because uh you know seb took it from a module which is a good idea for uh to like just roll us all into it without too much extra, yeah everybody was you know? new at something whether that was rule 20 right. or being a dm or being or playing at all so right it's nice exactly it's perfect yeah. it was very good and um so this having to not just kill enemies but rescue people made for a good ob- objective because it meant that we couldn't just peace out if it got too hard or we could but people yeah. would die yeah and you couldn't just collapse like, the entire in on itself so mm, you right. could set it on fire but you couldn't just collapse it. <laughs> Right. Until and to end. be fair, I do feel like I would have experienced more consequences for my actions had this gone on longer. Because I did choose to bring down an entire building to get rid of some level one enemies. <laughs> yes. Like like Nick and Alex said, we all um, banked on someone else being a strong fighter. I was yeah. a ranger. Oh, yeah, George was, was a thief. Yeah. Alex had, had no weapons, and Nick was a mage. So we had no warriors or brutes or yeah. strong guys no on our team. Nick and I, oh. as We're Nick said, he played class. against his usual character. I all, I like I like being fast button Oonga Boonga. Nick likes being <laughs> big damage Oonga Boonga. And we assumed yeah, like one of us was going to do... do this, if we do this again, to make you guys happy, I will play a big barbarian. <laughs> And I will, you know what? I think I'll make him an actual caveman. I think there that'd be kind go. of no, funny. We'll, we'll like make it unfrozen, work. We'll make it work. Like he an unfrozen caveman who, dude, if who you can't do that, speak I common and has to. Um, who's my barbarian, <laughs> and she's very good. Like I like a very loose grasp on the common language. Has a big club and a leopard pelt, and like was unfrozen. Is ancient to even. <laughs> oh, that Vizian would that would players. be good. An unfrozen. Oh, he's character. the unfrozen caveman from Scooby Doo. <laughs> 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 hey, well, I'm glad Boy, he's am in I there. glad that he's in here and we're out there and I just remembered we're out here. <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway, we could have used a paladin um, I, I played, about it now. 
We could have yeah, used a lot paladin. of things, George. <laughs> a paladin? Yeah, we could have used a lot of things. We didn't even have a real a thief. That would have been really good. A warrior. We didn't have anyone who so, could cast, cast healing magic. We didn't have anyone who could, say, break down a door if we needed to. Nope. Uh, we didn't have anyone who could, like, put out a fire. Like, there, there were all these things that, like, that would be helpful in an adventure that we couldn't do as a party. But I think that that makes it a lot of fun. Because you have to so find weird solutions to problems. Yeah. One of my favorite things that happened uh, DMing a campaign was when uh, Cam and a couple of our other friends were playing, uh, and they were playing. I, I well, I'm, I'm not sure if you were you were part of this campaign or if you were just in the room, Cam. But okay. when we had the paint that if you painted the symbols on things, you could send them to the Underdark, which is like the other dimension. I might have missed that. Like one. beneath. Yeah. Um, I think you were just at the other table with Matt. Yeah. In the same room, <laughs> um, but uh, the, what happened was. Instead of trying to defeat the cultists who were sending things to the Underdark, they're like, why don't we just steal the magic paint so we can send <laughs> things to the Underdark instead? Yeah, that's what D&D like... is, is great for, is like, why don't we just, and then blank. Because yeah. you can't do that yeah. in even the most loose uh, Fallout kind of worlds. It's like, well, yeah, any, you get different yeah, dialogue yeah, trees. Yeah, and your edge case has to be designed in, so that means someone thought of it. Right. Some random bullshit you think of, you can do in this. Which is cool. Yes, you are not right. Unique. Like if you're if you're running into a problem and an enemy faction is can outspend you to buy all the soldiers, players might think, oh well, the problem is that they have more money. So what if we found a way to steal all their money and it becomes a heist instead of a, a war or governmentally like, defund them? Yeah, like, or run for office. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. What if we decentralize yeah. the region? the long where it's game. Like, oh, they're all riding on horses. So what if we just got yeah. on a boat? And, like, they couldn't ride their horses into I the water. Think, like, it's I think all some that of that might of have come out if we played more. Like, if we played a couple more sessions, I think that would yes. have come out more. I but think like, that a lot was, of that's what I, I was think... there for. That was the big thing that I really wanted to do. But A yeah. ton of the problems I had with this campaign would be flattened out by playing more. Yeah. Even one more yeah. session, we'd get a lot of stuff out of our system yeah. and then... Like, okay, this is Nick's character. This is who he is. I'm certainly open to another one. I'm Instead of insisting one that he's racist and insisting that he's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> wow. Like, we would get to know, like, who can do what and, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. what strengths each character has, but blah, blah, blah. We could have right, like possibly... My character, I, I, I kind of avoided offensive spells because I thought it would work thematically for my character, but not gameplay-wise. Mm. And the spells I did give him did end up coming in handy at the end uh, especially for a rescue mission yeah thank god because i gave him uh <laughs> like yeah expeditious re uh retreat or exit or whatever which is like a spell that's basically just makes the hanna-barbera running noise and gets <laughs> you the hell out of there uh so it's so that was great like i i had a lot of fun playing this character and uh Seb provided a great environment for it playing it over playing it online made a made a difference i think uh in the main way it made a difference uh, was being able to move all the pieces around in a way that didn't like knock everything mm -hmm. over and like having all a bunch of shit on the table. Basically, yeah. not being able to spill my drink onto the the nice map <laughs> was like, yes. a huge bonus. There was zero Cheeto dust on each player character's wow. pod. <laughs> I just wanted to right, go right. off of what Cam was saying about how the um, more that you play it, like the more creative you probably can be. Because I didn't think of like a, a creative way 
to how to deal with them. Even though I, I think the first thing I said when there was like, oh, there's they're demons. I'm like, and guess who speaks infernal? Nobody even tried to dress up no, as a yeah, sexy yeah, lady blob. You're trying to, to, uh, to speak to, to the demons. No, I, 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 yeah. I thought of it. These I said, oh, maybe I could talk infernal, to them. They cannot talk. Well, so yeah, that was the thing. I was like, maybe I could talk to them, and then I domed one of their homies, and I was like, maybe I can't talk yeah, to them. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, maybe, yeah, it might be too maybe late. Maybe <laughs> we full committed yeah, on this. Dumb. Yeah, listen, I killed one Which of you. Which is why but... I was able to fool them by doing basically making bird noises with my mouth until they all looked in the wrong direction. Um, speaking of dumb, what a nightmare. Uh, are we ready to move on to whatever we're doing next week? Do we have any I think emails we this week? Are. Oh, do we, we have do emails? actually oh, too. Cam. I know you don't like me asking you this, so I'm going to ask our good returning guest, George, do you know where to send some kind of email if you wanted to send us an episode idea, a suggestion, or tell us that we were wrong about anything that we said on an episode? Uh, Email us at listen at (laughs) gmail.com. No, it's close, but no cigar. It is actually, please don't cast. Please don't cast. Okay, yeah. Alex, what is that email? don't. Play D&D. Fast know. food. Yeah, sure. Please I like the idea that it's complete the opposite of uh, SEO of saying our email wrong. <laughs> saying it wrong. Sandwiching the right email between episode. two wrong answers. <laughs> yeah. You would think that I would remember. I'm going to start writing down Please don't cast at no, gmail.com. No and if you were to send us an email, it might sound a little something like this. <laughs> oh, this is all hate speech. Uh, off to the next one. <laughs> oh, next, next, next. Skip, skip, skip. So... This comes from friend of the show, Bink. Oh, hello, uh, Bink. Who, a previous guest on our uh, Over, Gar- Over the Garden Wall episode from uh, a couple of years back. Up. That was a lot of fun. Wow, our Gravity um, Falls episode. Yes. You guys did Gravity Falls. Uh, B- <laughs> oh, you guys didn't do that. Bink says, longtime listener, loving the show. Never tried this before, but I wanted to suggest that an idea. It's a game called Off by Mortis Ghost. It's free to download on their wiki, and it's very short. You don't have to beat it. But those who do can declare they beat off. Oh, I mean, I mean, Want to be the first okay. time? Am I right, fellas? Am I right, fellas? <laughs> you hit the right audience on that. Now the good. question That's is, which will last longer? Who <laughs> <laughs> had the longest beat off? I'm going to open up that episode by slapping the table and yelling, "I'm out." <laughs> can you beat? Is that? Um, I want to see an ad for that. Can you beat off in 30 minutes? <laughs> Who beat off quicker? Beat off speed run. <laughs> <laughs> um, this uh, this goes with I think what uh, Cam is going to have us do. Um, right. This is actually thematically what? tied very well because uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The creator of Off, Mortis Ghost, was influenced, like everyone else who ever re- released an indie RPG, by the game that Cam is going to have us play next week. Wow. Is that, isn't that right, what Cam? Is that, that is right. Um, oh, to... is that the whole email? That was the whole, that was the whole suggestion. Oh, okay, yeah, thank you, Bank. I can have her come in here if you want her to say something else No, I mean, that. we'll have her on the episode yeah. when we eventually get to it. I mean, about, like, uh, 30 yeah. or 40 well, weeks. We do have a lot of now. This is exciting. <laughs> Yeah, now Tell we're about Halo 2, Kim. I love it. <laughs> so, <know>. yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, we got a lot of interesting stuff. Um, if you made it this far and you uh, follow us on SoundCloud, as I have found out a bunch of people apparently do, get your suggestions in now because they're starting to pile up a little bit. They only come around every couple of weeks. So I was thinking that if we get enough, we yeah, might need I, to do another we, guest yeah. loop where we get burned through a bunch we of them at once. We can do an once. oops all gas yeah. if we run out. 
and it would give right. us an opportunity to refresh our ideas because we I know yes. that we're getting dangerously <laughs> close yeah, to Yeah, we burnout. could do a whole next loop. Uh, yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I'll talk it all. I'll talk. Feedback. Yeah. Either yeah, way, exactly. my, my point stands. Get your ideas guess. in now before we lose track of them. Guestantine. Can I get my? Can I get my idea in right now? What's up? Yeah. What's your idea? Oh no, you guys already know. I just want you guys to play GTFO. Alex already played it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, we can oh, do it. Have George will not it's... stop telling people to hey, play GTFO. I mean, if he keeps coming on the show... Stop telling we'll, me to GTFO, we'll George! <laughs> <laughs> so, but this time, uh, I, mean, I just game. feel like it bears repeating because we um, we uh, talked over and then said the wrong thing a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to send us an idea, you would send it to pleasedon'tcast at gmail.com, and if you wanted to tweet at us, you would send a message directly to Kim right. at, at pleasedon'tcast on Twitter. I will answer uh, or it. Instagram. There no, and there's no I way have, I won't answer it. I have a special shout-out to our first patron. I've been mentioning the Patreon on the podcast for quite some time, but most people I found out thought I was oh, joking, which makes sense. Yeah, and so did this patron. He was like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, thank you to Jesse, who our is a one dollar patron, which is fine. Wow, and, our uh, highest yeah, dollar patron giving us a dollar. Twenty cents. Yeah, honestly, that's a you, you get a lot for that dollar though. You get yep. some feet pics from Cam. Yep. Uh, you you got to get. Right. He's getting shouted out right now. Um, also, great way to support our show if you uh, if you don't want to give us any money. Uh, t- also, tell your I want to say give us a review. Yeah, I know we're right. I would delaying love... uh, what Nick's trying to say further, but I believe the patrons should get priority in episode suggestions. Oh, sure. So I yeah. think we should do Jesse know, before um, anyone else. I was talking to Jesse. Uh, the other day, and I know he was interested in coming on if we did anything more Twin Peaks. So we may have to fast track mm. our return. Episode. I think I think that yeah. yes, I I think that if we're doing a return episode, we should. Get you guys could just play Alan Wake. Um, <laughs> no, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's fine. Uh, what am I going to collect batteries? What is the same? No, you just shine anyway, Nick, Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, um, it's going to take thirty. Thank minutes. you. Thank, yeah, you, thank you, Jesse, so for, awesome. uh, for supporting us. Thank you, um, and if you want to support us, uh, you can do so at, pat- <clears throat> at Please Don't Cast on Patreon. Uh, it's just patreon.com slash please don't cast. You can send us an amount. We have committed to doing certain things, certain extra shows, certain uh, things with a little more effort if we hit uh, goals on the Patreon. And really, all that Patreon goal would do is get us some nicer mics, uh, Get me uh, another hard drive to put all these podcast episodes on. And whatever you want. Like, buy us chicken nuggets. Yeah. Buy buy us. Uh, yeah, say uh, you know buy Cam more chicken nuggets. <laughs> what if we uh, put it into a pool okay. and they use that? That would be insane. Perhaps we'll waste the money. Fund research in developing uh, perhaps a mech suit, oh, one that has sort of uh, certain capabilities. Ever, you know, provide <laughs> some sort of relaxatory oh. uh, action. Help you calm down in combat anyway. situations. All right, let's get the hell out of this show, Cam. What the fuck are we doing? All right, I'm sorry. Time? So next week, yeah, we are, doing? I've delayed we this episode so long. For Earth? Right. I've, it's, it's another one of my episodes that I've delayed so long because I don't want to hear opinions on something I hold ho- so dearly. I want you guys to actually play this and take the time to enjoy and experience it. Don't listen to a podcast while you're playing. Um, next week, we're doing Earthbound. Uh, Mother 2, yeah. the, the game Ness is from if you play Melee. Um, Smash 64 as well. <laughs> or Smash 64. Um, 
It is a non-traditional RPG. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's an RPG. It's not hard to get into if you never played an RPG. It's hard before. to get a it's hold very... of, but it's not hard At... to get into. Um, yes, yeah. you're gonna. Uh, not if you've been online. There's if like you, if you have a Wii U, you can play this very I easily. It's on and the it also SNES comes Classic with the. If you bought one of those. And it's also yeah, on the, um, yeah. the if you new have the 3DS, Wii U, it if you comes have one with of those. a strategy guide that you can view on the gamepad, yeah. which will help you. I'm sure that's that's play been the digitized game elsewhere as well. So I, you could probably search for. Yeah, that. but Get this I have. It's a pain in the I ass. have right now a Wii U with Earthbound installed on it, and I'm still going to emulate it. <laughs> Okay, then let me have the Wii U because <laughs> I don't yes, want to. Yes, I will. Get, I will. Uh, I will drop dead. Drop the Wii U to you. Uh, some, yes. Sometimes. Uh, no, I'll come oh, grab scariest it. Scariest thing right to leave on someone's I, front porch. Yeah, it's, it's almost. No, nobody's gonna steal Wii U. Um, but I truly love this game. It is has some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard yeah. in a video game. One I use it for all the bumpers that I make for, for sure. this show. It inspired. It inspired every indie game yeah. for a reason. Like there's, yeah, there's especially some, like there's the, some the magic big ones are off and Undertale and Lisa, uh, yes. Lisa the painful. Like I, I yeah. played minimal RPGs and this and um, Paper Mario are some of my favorites because they are more forgiving and they're uh, cheeky with the way they, uh, I don't know, present the the tropes or whatever. It's a it's and a great game. With a bat. It it holds up. It's worth playing, and I hope you guys take the time to actually play it and enjoy it. So, okay. We'll see you next week. Definitely. All right. All right. Yes. So we'll see you next week with Earthbound. This has been. Please don't listen to this. Your life depends on it. And uh, this closes this session of our podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. And we'll try to roll a little bit lower. Everyone, <laughs> level up. All right. Talk to you later, <laughs> imaginary gamers. I didn't even. Talk All right. About stop my your recordings. Size roll. <laughs> I already said that one.